What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey folks, uh, we're back with another episode, and this week, Bridie and I have the absolute pleasure of being joined once again by our friend, Jeff Abraham. Uh, Jeff is the CEO of Absorption Pharmaceuticals. Now, that name may not ring a bell, but uh, they happen to be the creators of Promescent, a line of premium sexual wellness products for individuals and couples who are looking to improve their confidence and their performance and pleasure in every aspect of their life, most importantly, in the bedroom. Um, Jeff was on the show back in episode 191, and we love Jeff. <laughs> He's, he is so fun to chat with, and, uh, and this episode, we catch up, we talk about um, promescent products, we talk about uh, men's sexual health, women's sexual health, the pleasure gap. Uh, just a, a wicked conversation. Again, I'm such a massive fan of Jeff. I just think he is uh, such a rad dude. And um, and yeah, I feel like you're going to love this conversation. So enjoy and, uh, and we'll see you all on the other side. This is this is going to be a real treat because we are joined uh, once again by our friend Jeff from over at Promescent. Uh, and if you don't remember the episode, or maybe you're a new listener, 
Mm-hmm. It was uh, a few years ago, like right smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, we spoke with Jeff about uh, about how he ended up in the the world of uh, of of lube and pleasure and sex. Uh, uh, <laughs> former former businessman who who left uh, that side behind, got into the the biz- the, the real business of fucking. <laughs> Uh, not, te- not, not technically, you know, we're not, we're not talking about sex being a, a sex worker, but, uh, most certainly, uh, uh, from the vantage point of fucking in, in increasing the pleasure that everybody, uh, everybody in the world gets to have when they decide to make fuck. Yeah. And I'll say this, Jeff, uh, we had, you, you guys sent us a bunch of products Yes, and, yeah, that's um, right. and I got my hands on a number of them. Uh, and I mean, the shit was great. Yeah, it was the, lovely. The massage, I, uh, the massage oil, awesome. Uh, the lube was fucking fantastic. Ripped through that real quick. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I believe there was also uh, there was also they weren't boner pills, but they were uh, they were like like men's like like vitality vitality pills. They're uh, and, a nitric oxide supplement called Vitaflux. So that's where the oh, vitality right. comes from. And you're exactly Vitaflux. right. They are okay. All of our products are science based. You know, mm-hmm. and we. We exist in a space where so many people that order our product, it's, it's invigorating when you hear it, but it's also frustrating because you think how many people didn't go down a path. They go, I was so close to not ordering because everyone seems to have the same claims, doctor this, doctor that. And, and I finally ordered your products and oh my God, they actually work after all this disappointment. Mm. I've actually had this conversation with people. I said, no, you're saying other ones have you know, doctor certified. And let's, let's talk. Which site was it? So tell me the site, because I'm very interactive. If any of our customers, and we interact with a lot of our customers, we do a lot of our business over our own website. So I'll meet with them and they'll go, well, it was this website. And I look and there's a stock Getty photo of a guy in a doctor jacket. He said, doctors recommend. And I go, <laughs> do you really think that's equivalent? You go to our site and you'll see Dr. Wayne Hellstrom with a yeah. testimonial. He is the president of the International Society of Sexual Medicine. He is the number one sexual yeah. expert in the world. And people go, well, they both are doctor certified. And the other site has a Getty photo of a guy <laughs> in a lab coat that says, no affiliate, no nothing. And, and I go, okay, look at this. This is Dr. Mohit Kira. He has a testimonial on our site. He's the president of the Sexual Medicine Society of North America. So one of the things that was difficult for me was realizing that the average consumer is rather naive and can be easily duped. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, especially in our industry, will try to play on that uh, lack of intellect or lack of the ability to comprehend exactly what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. So our medical chops are really important to us. And we go overboard to emphasize that. Yeah. And that, I mean, that stems from the, 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 like the, 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 that's the foundation of the company, correct? Because I, I believe we sort of spoke about this in the, in the early or the first time we spoke with you. Um, but maybe, maybe you could just give us, uh, a, a, the, the two of us and also our listeners a little bit of a refresh on the, the sort of where Promescent started. Because I, I, I believe if I, if I remember correctly, it didn't start. You actually were not the original founder. You were a Absolutely investor. Absolutely not. I was an investor. What happened was, I owned a semiconductor engineering business, you know, computer chips, integrated (laughs) circuits. Talk about a circuitous route to being a CEO of a sexual wellness company. (laughs) But what happened was my next door neighbor, good friend of mine, my doctor, my neighbor, wonderful human being, 
He was a urologist specializing in sexual medicine at Hogue Hospital, Newport Beach. And so one day I was in for my yearly physical. He said, hey, you know, I have this, you know, company that I started up. A friend of mine from high school and college is running it. I don't think he's doing a very good job. I know you've been successful. You're ethical. Can you take a look at this? And at that point, all they had was the delay spray. I said, sure, let me take a look. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's a big market. Uh, does this thing work? He goes, oh, it does. I said, give me a sample. He gave me a sample. I'm like, oh my God, that does work. You know, and I'm like, this is a great business opportunity. So I was bored. I had just retired. I just sold my company. So uh, I wrote him a business plan. They implemented it. They go, oh my God, that was pure genius. I go, no, it's called common sense. You're doctors. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're not business people. That wasn't that hard. And so one thing led to another. They write a next phase of the business plan. I did. They go, well, that's going to take a lot of money. I go, well, I'll invest more money, but you have to follow exactly what I tell you to do. And they did. They asked me to take over the company. And I, okay. I was bored. When you retire at 53, you don't realize it, but all your friends are still working. And you're like, hey, do you want to go golfing? They go, I'm at work, you moron. You know, it's a thirsty hug. <laughs> oh, that's right. Most people are still working. So I was bored. <laughs> so I came out of retirement. And that's where this product came from. And it was interesting because when I first got into it, you know, there was so much money spent on Viagra, Cialis, Levitra. You know, mm -hmm. if you're incontinence, there's all these different solutions. If you have prostate issues, there's all these solutions. For some reason, PE was to coin a term, but I don't want to, you know, offend anyone, but it was like the bastard redheaded stepchild. You know, it was like, mm -hmm. it was the most common issue among men in sexuality, more common than ED, believe it or not. But there wasn't anything that was had good efficacy that was out there to address the problem. So he did a two, three year deep dive in what can I do? And Promescent was what he came up with. What does Promescent mean? You'll laugh when I tell you, because people think it's some kind of Greek thing or what is that name? It's very simple. The actual name, uh, the uh, uh, medical name for a uh, erection is called Temesis, which means engorged with blood. So yeah. it means it's it's basically combining prolonged two messes. So okay. hence promescent, prolonged two messes. And it was funny. It became such a brand and we had such a good following. We went into other products. Promescent went from the name of the delay spray to the name of the brand. So okay. and then we had a tagline, you know, for promescent, it's make love longer. For our lubes, it's make love smoother, you know, for, mm. you know, uh, uh, each product has its own little tagline now. Hmm. That's right. It's because it's hard to it's hard to brand. I feel like a a sex company that is medically uh, supported without it coming across like I like sounding like a ph pharmaceutical. I mm. I've mm. I've found at least exactly. in like, looking around at what's out there, and it it really does. It has that sort of like Greek sort of it does. statue sound to it. You know, That's it's funny. Sexy. You guys pronounce it perfectly. You have no idea how many times I'll go on a podcast, whatever, and we tell them this. Promising. And they'll go, promising or yeah. promescent, you yeah, know? Right. And I'm like, no, it's promescent, you know? <laughs> and it's very rare when someone just gets it right, yeah. even after being told the correct spelling. But yeah. you have no idea how many people go, what does that mean? Like, mm -hmm. what does, pro and I explain it, they go, oh. And they go, well, that's, Promescent is the name of all your products. I go, yeah, because it became synonymous with quality and a great solution. So we didn't want to lose that brand. Mm -hmm. So primarily that your demographic at starting out was, if I heard that right, 
men who were no, it wasn't about so much about erectile dysfunction but more about premature ejaculation is that correct absolutely without a doubt it was it was uh it was primarily focused on men who wanted to last longer but the interesting thing is we started off in the medical community that was our initial outreach getting all these doctors on board so the majority of our first two to three years of our customers were people with hardcore pe and then it became apparent because I'm very hands-on. I talk to a lot of our customers. A lot of our customers find us through our website. And it became obvious that we were morphing into more of a recreational drug, that even though we certainly help men with PE and that was our basis, the market of people who just want to last longer as opposed to have clinical PE is 5X as big. And this will blow you away. Let's step out of the realm of PE and talk about the average healthy male and average healthy female. The actual healthy male lasts five minutes and 42 seconds during penetration thrusting. And the average female takes about 18 minutes of penetration thrusting to achieve climax. It's called the arousal gap. There's actually a medical term for it. Mm -hmm. So that's why you'll see guys stop, start, you know, uh, edge, you know, get right to, you know, practicing how to last longer. That's why there's 7 trillion vibrators in the world. That's why guys are like, I'm the master of cunnilingus. You know what I mean? All these things involved in foreplay are specifically designed to get the woman closer so that there's a higher chance of, you know, mutual uh, satisfaction or during intercourse. That being said, you can't have the expectation if you're a man that if my woman doesn't orgasm during intercourse, it's a failure because there's approximately 43% of women who cannot climax during actual penetration or thrusting or intercourse. They more, you know, it's oral sex or vibrators. And it's very important to get the message across to men that you don't have to be a caveman, a knuckle dragging Neanderthal and go lay down, let me pound you until you orgasm. You know, it's mm -hmm. one of those things that how big do a pair of pants have to be long enough to fit? Some people are taller, some people are shorter. Some women have a much higher degree of pleasure. That doesn't mean they don't enjoy intercourse, but they have a, a higher percentage of orgasm during other types, whether it's, you know, with a toy uh, being uh, you know, fingers, whatever, tongue. And so we really try to educate people and we really try to make men understand that your role is really to satisfy your woman in her terms, not your terms. What was, uh, I mean, you know, I, 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 please don't take this the wrong way, but um, uh, you are a little bit older than I am. Oh, I don't uh, take it. I have to look in the mirror every day. I'm very much in touch with how old I am. Yeah. So if I, like, I'm, I'm just curious, like, what was your, you know, cause like you are, how old are you? How, just, uh, 66, I'll turn 67, May 31st. Okay. So my father is, uh, my father's in his early sixties. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've never actually asked my dad what his like sexual education looked like. Um, but considering that my, my grand, my, you know, my dad's parents, my grandparents were, um, very, very like sort of staunch Roman Catholic, right? So you've got that like Catholic guilt coming in on, on top of whatever they may have talked to him about, probably didn't really talk to him about anything other than like wrap it up. And if you get, if you get someone pregnant, like you're fucking out of here kind of thing. Um, also from small town Newfoundland. So like not, not a place where. It, you know, it's, it's not like a, a metropolitan area that's sort of like forward thinking. Um, so, you know, I doubt, but, but also having said all that from the time where my, you know, the, the era that my dad was born, 
I don't think many people. I think I think if you got a like a significant or or even decent sexual education at that period in time, you were very lucky, very lucky, and very rare. I had zero. So, None. Yeah, I, well, I was going to ask, like, what was you, what was your understanding of sexual sex, sexuality, pleasure as like a young man, and sort of you know maybe even like getting into your your more older years as like a, a you know going through business and and all the things that you did, you know, a successful uh, uh, business operator. Like, what was your what was your understanding of pleasure before? before just stumbling into Promescent and the work that you do today? It was interesting because I never had any, you know, sex talk or any education from my parents. I remember one time I was like 13 or 14 and we were putting up the Christmas lights. And out of nowhere, my dad's like, okay, put the male end into the female end of the two plugs, meaning one has prongs. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, is that supposed to be sex education? Okay, it was like, that was the extent of it. Then I remember in high school, I think it was my sophomore year, our, uh, chemistry teacher, biology, I forget which one. Okay, we're going to have sex education today, one day. And he started and he opened up this book and it was all about, well, you don't want to have sex until you're married. And everyone's sitting there going, wait, what? Wait, you're kidding me? Seriously with that? Okay. And then I remember he turned to a page and it showed herpes. And that if you have sex and you're not prepared, you're going to get mm. this. And I'll never forget, they showed like people's genitalia with these big warts and all this syphilis and everything. Then they showed some guy and on his his lips and his tongue, they he had these general warts and he goes, this is what happens if you do deviant things and you have your head where it doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I remember, and I lost my virginity when I was 15 and it was to a 21 year old waitress. I was a bus boy at this country club that I worked at. And all I remember was, holy shit, does this feel good? You know what I mean? (laughs) And I tell people, and this is really (laughs) important to understand, because teens and and prepubescents now have all have a phone. They've watched porn. They literally have a higher degree of understanding than we did, because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Okay, I swear. I just knew it felt good. Mm -hmm. But I think back to that time now, and I go, if I would have had an experience of watching porn and had all this erotica that was already in my mind before the first time I had sex, I would have been so anxiety ridden. I might not have had sex. I would have went, Oh my God, I'm inadequate. I don't have a 10 to 11 inch penis. That's the circumference of a beer can. I can't thrust for 45 minutes, jump up, run across the room and shoot someone in the forehead with my ejaculate. You know, (laughs) it would have been, I mean, I lasted 15 seconds. I was like, Oh my God, I am a stud. You know what I mean? Like, cause I had no frame of reference. And I think, there's a good thing into coming into it naturally without these unrealistic expectations. And for females, they've probably seen the uh, movie Showgirls with Elizabeth Berkeley, where she's having the orgasm on the side of the pool, and it looks like a fish out of water. She's fun. And if a woman thinks that's how you have to orgasm, your life is going to be very disappointing. You go, wait a second. I didn't have this out-of-body experience and flop all over the place for 15 minutes and have this like multiple orgasm. So I think it was good for me. I think I really found myself from a sexual nature, probably in my late 20s, early 30s. You know, I had moved to California out of a small coal mining town in Western Pennsylvania that was kind of repressive. And there was just a lot of different ethnicities and a lot of, it was a lot more acceptance and a lot more tolerance. And Mm. I, I was able to go, this isn't anything to be ashamed about. This isn't anything where I'm William the Conqueror and I have to find some damsel in distress and she can't really 
enjoy sex or else I'd go, wow, she's promiscuous. It, it Being in the Southern California lifestyle, it allowed me to go, women are just like men. They have the same desires. They're allowed to be sexual. And that's not, you know, because where I'm from, when we're growing up, oh, she's been with two or three guys already. She's 18. She's a whore. You know what I mean? Mm. Even then, I remember going to myself, that's ridiculous, okay? Because I'm like, that's why are women not allowed to experience the same amount of pleasure that guys are? The answer is they should be. But there was still that small town, you know, like guys are in control. The guy has to have more knowledge than the female kind of a thing. And if you were a woman, you had to be sexual, but not too sexual. Hey, where'd you learn that? You know, that kind of a thing. So it was probably my late 20s, early 30s that I really started to find what I felt was my eventual path, which was like women have every desire that men do. And as you get older, you realize even more so as the men you know, your sex drive begins to wax and wane a little bit. And women don't really reach their peak of sexuality until their mid to late 40s or early 50s. And you're like this, and they're like this. And you're like, oh, wait a second. I need to have a vast collection of toys and everything here if I really want to make sure my woman is completely satisfied. Mm-hmm. And it's evolved over the years to whereas now I don't judge at all. And I'm much more comfortable with sexuality right now. I'm much more tolerant. When I joined this company, that really helped that dialogue. It really helped, you know, to evolve because speaking with sex, sexual therapists and urologists all day and hearing some of the stories, it really is, it's kind of insane when you're talking about your parents and your grandparents about religion and, you know, crazy sexual stories. I remember one of the first years that I was involved in this company and I was at SMSNA, which is Sexual Medicine Society of North America. And it was in San Antonio that year. And I was sitting down with this uh, very renowned uh, sex expert. Uh, he's really uh, very popular. He's written a number of books. And we were talking. He was telling me about a patient that he had seen. And the guy was from the Middle East and he was Muslim. And he had second and third degree infections and burns on his penis. And I'm like, what? Like, how'd that happen? He goes, you're not going to believe this. He goes, because of his religion, he has never been with a woman and he would lock the door in his office and he would take his pants and he'd be thrusting against the carpet so hard to try to climax because he, in that religion, masturbation is an absolute sin. So mm-hmm. he would literally, without lube or whatever, he'd be thrusting on the carpet and it exposed his skin to, it was raw and then it got infected. And so the doctor that was treating him sent him to a sex therapist to try to reconcile that you're not going to go to hell or burn, you know what I mean? If you masturbate or whatever. And I was just like, whoa, there's a whole nother world out there that I'm really not familiar with, you know, because even though I grew up in a repressive area, no one ever said, you know, masturbate and you'll go blind, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And from the time I was 14 on, I mean, I think if I would have had to give myself a nickname, it would have been the Palm Pilot. They didn't have (laughs) electronic devices back then, you know? And I... I just, this this whole journey with this company has allowed me to see so many different, both positive and negative things that still exist because we think, okay, it's 2024. All that stuff is behind us. No, it's not. It, we've come light years from where we were, but we still have light years to go. When, you know, you travel to Europe, I'm sure you've been out of the country from time to mm-hmm. time. And even Canada is more sexually open than we are here in the U.S. because you don't have as many religious crackpots as we do. And it's it's nuts when you go to Europe 
and you just see how accepting people are and how natural they are when you go to Denmark or Amsterdam or anywhere in and the sexuality is just so much more relaxed and open. And I think there's less hangups and people enjoy sex more because they don't have a lot of the stigmas that we place on it here. Yeah. I mean, to be able to communicate about it, 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 I mean, that lifts so much of the weight off of being able to enjoy it. If you can't, if you can't openly speak comfortably about what you find pleasurable uh, because of whatever your, you know, your, your upbringing, your culture, yes. your background, then, you know, it's, it, to, to be able to actually find that pleasure is, is going to be um, uh, it, it, ex- excruciatingly difficult. I'll um, tell you a little excerpt and you'll, I mean, you'll find it hard to believe, but then you go, there are people like this out there. So a lot of times when I do podcasts and even on any of the serious radio shows, I always give out my email address. Hey, call me with any questions you have. I'll answer them. So some woman called and we were having this email or emailed me. We had this email exchange. I said, let's talk. Here's my number. Call me. She goes, really? I said, yeah, it's my home office. Never call me. So she calls me at home. We're having this conversation. And she's like, yeah, my husband and I have been married for, I think it was 27 years. And we have two children. And she said, he suffers from extreme premature ejaculation. And she said, he will literally ejaculate 10 to 15 seconds after entering my vagina. Mm. I said, Every single time she goes, every single time she goes, there's times where he's actually ejaculated during foreplay. I'm like, so what have you guys tried? She goes, well, nothing. I go, well, when you guys have your talk, she goes, we've never talked about it. Mm. I'm like, wait, you've been married 27 Mm. years. Your husband has never lasted more than fit and you've never discussed it. She's like, no. I'm like, why did you get married if you can't even communicate about something that important and that profound, it just blew me away. And when I do a lot of podcasts or some serious radio shows where they have call-ins, it's crazy. 50% of the people that call in about premature ejaculation are women. If a woman calls in, I know exactly what she's going to ask. How can I bring this up? How do I bring this up? Because if I bring it up, it only makes it worse. And he feels you know, defensive and he's combative. So I always tell people, mostly women, I said, if you need to bring it up, don't ever say you're not lasting long enough. Then it personalizes it. It means you're deficient. Here's what you do. Say, let's have a 50 shades of gray or let's have a fantasy night. Buy him a blindfold, you know, a feather duster, a riding crop, you know, the whole thing. And then also throw a little promescent delay sprayer. You introduce it to him without saying, you're just saying, I want this night to last forever. Because with a man, what he wants is control. If you give him more control, You never have to tell them again, because even guys that sometimes last long enough to satisfy their partner, they'll tell us, they'll say the last two to three minutes, I'm anxiety ridden. I'm like, oh, not yet. She hasn't, she hasn't finished yet. Oh, I can't, I can't. When you bring anxiety into intimacy, it has a negative effect. Anxiety and intimacy are two completely separate emotions. They should never intersect because it ruins intimacy. So if a guy all of a sudden goes from, oh, not yet, no, oh, God, please, you know, have that little devil on one shoulder going, you know, just release and have pleasure. And the other guy going, no, 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 you have to satisfy your partner. If you take it from that to whereas you go, do I want her to have one or two before I finish? And you really have to concentrate to finish rather than have it be involuntary. You will never have to say to him again, use this product. He is going to go, I love this feeling. I love being in control. I love not having to worry and have the anxiety associated with it. Turn Me On Podcast will be back after this short break.
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, it makes total sense to me that that couples haven't had this conversation for the exact reason that you outlined in terms of like it, it can bring up defensiveness, it can feel really personal. And like, it's no secret that that it feels to a woman very dangerous when a man gets combative or upset. You know, there's a reason like primally that we avoid those types of conversations with our male partners, I think. Um, and the other thing that I've just been thinking since we talked about porn and like unrealistic expectations, it's not even limited to porn. Like when I watch like romance movies or action movies or any kind of regular movie that we all go see at the movie theater and there's a sex scene, it's like penetration is happening. We're so lustful for each other. Penetration happens in like the first five seconds and the woman orgasms after like 30 seconds. Absolutely. of fucking and it's so unrealistic and it makes me put my face over my my hands on my over my face because I it's just like we don't think of that as being as insidious as what we see in Ooh. porn but it is just as unrealistic to portray yeah. sex as happening that that's way. what makes com- that's what makes comedy movies that portray sex scenes in full like uh, awareness of right. how silly sex scenes are like you know one that comes to mind is like uh, like McGruber, <sighs> like any McGruber sex scene, is just like it. They they play into that. Yeah, where they go, it's so ridiculous. And like, let's turn, like, let's show you how ridiculous that is. Or Team America is another good example. I mean, you you have the added benefit of the comedy, considering it's two two fucking puppets banging. Yeah, but like it is. I mean, that's that's why those scenes are so funny. Is because it is going, look. <laughs> Look how ridiculous this is. I mean, the only, you know, the only part you're not getting in, say, uh, you know, a romance movie or something that's trying to take itself seriously is you don't get the, you don't get the, like, you know. Like it, the farting and yeah, the falling yeah, off like the, the bed. Yeah, the jacked up turn to 11 yeah. sort of like, like embarrassed, com- like embarrassed orgasm, you know, sounds and. Yeah, I mean that's that's why that's why those movies are so funny. But that's all right. <laughs> Even <laughs> if you think about movies like Basic Instinct. Mm-hmm. There's like six sex scenes in the movie Basic Instinct. And I think the longest intercourse lasts like 45 seconds. You know, and it's like they both have these explosive wild orgasms. And I'm like, they must be living a life I'm not living. You know, like, yeah. I, 
it's insane. Yeah, takes me right out of it. Yeah, like, it does. And right. I almost think, hey, we should put a promescent commercial in the middle of that. You know what I mean? And go, hey, <laughs> yeah. every you don't have to all. And it's funny because the woman, whenever it's in a movie, she always climaxes, whether it's 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. I'm like, that's not real life. I think this is your next marketing strategy here is to do spoofs on <laughs> you know genuine looking sex scenes in movies we've all seen but with a but but, but make it real but, but make, make it, it real, real. that's yeah. exactly yeah. with that yeah there's <laughs> yeah. a woman that i met here in vegas she was here for a convention really nice lady her first name is cindy and she has a website called make love not porn yeah. And oh, it's yeah, yeah. regular Absolutely. people yeah and they yeah. send yeah. their videos in and she does a revenue split and you know, and I was really intrigued. So I went and was checking it out. And it is real people having real sex. And I, I think that there's a benefit to that. Yeah. Our, uh, our very first episode that we ever recorded of Turn Me On, uh, which was seven years ago on uh, Valentine's Day this year, was our seventh year of doing the show. Our very first episode was on Make Love Not Porn. No. Yeah. So you met That's Cindy. Right. We haven't talked to Cindy. No, it was um, it was it was uh, Sarah, okay. who yeah, was Sarah. working with yeah. with yes, Cindy, yeah. Cindy at the time. Amazing, yeah. like they're, they're amazing. They're, they're yeah. really the are. Work that they do is really great. We need more yeah. startups that are mm-hmm. reality based. You know, mm-hmm. and say let's take the stigma, let's take the the craziness out of it, and show real people in real positions. Mm-hmm. So that didn't that didn't intimidate you at all, eh? When when it was like, okay, because because we all know that sex sells, but we also know how hard it can be to operate any kind of business that sells sex in any in any sort of way or sex products. So as an investor, as someone coming in, were you were you intimidated by that at all? Like the stigma around? I would say not intimidated, frustrated. You know because. It's really weird. We talk about, you know, how things are open. Even today, as late as last week, we're having ads taken down on Instagram and Facebook. This is pornography. We have clinical trials. We have a medical advisory board. We have 2,200 doctors recommending our product. We have, it's, it's crazy, but it's all about money. You'll see Viagra sales of who literally are, treating ed while we're treating pe that run 300 million dollar ad campaigns they're a big company and so they're allowed to but for us if you're a small company even if you're successful and like we are very profitable and growing it's like they just look at you oh no that fits into the porn sex category Mm -hmm. sexual wellness is a component just like physical wellness just like nutritional wellness is and a lot of platforms whether it's Google when you're doing ads, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, whoever it is, they have a different standard. And it's frustrating because you're like, one of the things that I always say to people, there are people that I know of that live in my neighborhood that I'm friends with that literally spend two, $300 a month getting their hair cut, their hairstyle. They spend $1,000 a month on clothing. They're on specific diets and they go to personal trainers. All told, they're probably spending $3,000 a month on looking good to try to attract a person of the opposite sex. Why not spend an extra two, three hundred dollars a month 
keeping that person, by satisfying that person? And why are all these other entities allowed to advertise on social media and on tel- and everything? And then we fit into the same realm about trying to get wellness out of your life. If we have TV ads now, they're only allowed to run from 8 p.m. until, you know, 6 a.m. I'm like, are you kidding me? It, I'm not intimidated, but I'm frustrated because it's time we step back. I've had situations in the past. One time on the Steve Harvey radio show, we, I was booked as a guest and we were going to have this, you know, 20 minute segment all about, you know, promescent sexual wellness. And we've been through the associate producer. Everything was set up the night before, I guess the producer was reviewing and we got this text message like, Oh, got to shut that down. That's not suitable for drive time radio. Dr. Laura Berman, who is one of our spokespeople, uh, was set to do a thing on Valentine's Day back in, uh, uh, I think it was 2013. It was on Fox. And so they was going to be on the Fox basic channel. Then they were going to chop up snippets of it for all the local stations. It was going to run like every hour on Valentine's Day. They put it on the website the night before. We had like 20,000 views in the first 10 minutes. Some people called up and started complaining, hey, this isn't should never be on you know, uh, network TV, and they canceled it. it. I was like, oh my God, where am I? Where am I living? And it was, all it was was saying there's this arousal gap that to have satisfactory intimacy, this would be great. And that was, that was too obscene to be on drive time, uh, you know, talk radio. And it, it was too obscene. So on Valentine's Day, say, hey, if you really want to spice up your Valentine's Day, this is something that would augment your lovemaking. It's that's what's frustrating. You're going, really? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Especially when there's so much space for in that space for things that are violent and offensive. And <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's just like this whole other what is what are those standards? Like what are we yeah, anyway. Like as we I go on, we go on, we question this all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sex is that? part of life. Sex yeah. is just as important as nutrition, eating right, and exercising. In fact, it's probably more important. You know, yeah. no matter what anyone tells you, I can speak from my own personal experience, and I can also speak for the many people that I talk to. When you're in a satisfactory sexual relationship, colors seem brighter, music seems better, and everything about your life seems better. And there's always that syndrome both from a male and female perspective, if you're not in a good relationship or you're not in a good satisfactory sex relationship, you can't find a partner, you can't find a date. And you'll probably laugh when I tell you this. Then you get into a great relationship and everything's good. The same people who you couldn't attract before suddenly are, hey, we need to get together. And I literally thought about this and I know what it is because you're exuding this, I'm confident and I'm happy and I'm satisfied. As opposed to this hungry look like, oh, my God, I'm a wild bear that hasn't eaten in six months. And people are like, well, get away from me. Like, you know, It's one of those things that when you are having good intimacy and you feel satisfied, you feel that you can satisfy your partner, your whole aura is positive. Your whole vibe is positive. And other people go, I want a piece of that. And when you're not in a good relationship and you're frustrated, you tend to be a little more edgy and anxious and angry. And so you're approaching someone and they're like, whoa, 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 I don't want any 
part of that negative energy. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important to understand that I think there'd be a lot less angry people, a lot less road rage if we really came to grips with how important sex is mm-hmm. to a healthy mindset mm-hmm. and a healthy yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, I, I, I've, had a, I've, I've had a number of conversations with uh, occupational therapists. And an occupational therapist, if you know, for people who aren't familiar, is a it's a type of therapy that focuses on like the self care activities and 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 like improvement uh, for like fine motor and coordination, uh, um, uh, you know, those types of skills like in your muscles and your joints and, and your upper extremities. So so it's it's but it's different from physical like a, a a PT like a physical uh, uh, a physical therapist. Um, uh, like a phys- sorry, physiotherapist was the word I was looking for, um, where, where in that the occupational therapist, their role is to ensure that you have the ability, or at least they, they are guiding you to find the ability to take part in your, your um, activities of, of daily living. So, so the, they're called your ADLs. And you have basic ADLs and you have instrumental ADLs. And a part of the ADLs, so you know, an example would be like eating, that's an that's an activity of daily living, dressing, bathing, grooming, going to the bathroom. Um, some of the more like instrumental ones are things like communicating by telephone or writing or using a computer or um, you know doing laundry or shopping for food. Well, another ADL that occupational therapists have in their list of things that they focus on allowing people to get to do to live a better, better, healthier, more fulfilled life is sex. Sex is an ADL. Sex is not some shameful fucking thing that needs to be like swept under the rug. It is literally a, an activity that has to, that, that should be a part of your daily living, whether that's every single day or, you know, once or twice a month, whatever, to be able to engage in that thing is a basic, a basic activity that, that is, that should be a part of someone's life especially if it's something that they desire or need or want. Um, and so if you have occupational therapists focusing on sex as an ADL, then what the fuck are we doing? Like in this, in this weird world where you can't even talk about the science behind sex on social media, where we can't even talk about like, uh, you know, sexual education in a way uh, like, like I just feel like, I feel like we are, again, we're just beating a dead horse. Cause we talk about this pretty much every fucking episode, but like, <laughs> I feel like we're just living in a world that is, that is run by a bunch of fucking children. Just, you know, it's like, grow up, let's grow up. Like, this is not, this is not the thing that was pounded into us via the, the religious structures that that kind of founded our country um uh, eons ago you know we're, like we have evolved we're, we're past this and and we understand that like not only is sex the thing that brought you fucking here it's also a thing that is there for pleasure it is there for um it is there to relieve stress it is there to promote uh closeness and intimacy with the people that you love um and just like all things, you could fucking say this about anything. 
all things that are good can also be things that are bad. You know what I mean? It's like a roll of paper towel. That's a great thing. I just spilled coffee all over the fucking floor here. I'm going to go get paper towel after this. I'm going to use it to wipe up the floor. And that's a good thing. But you know what else? I could also take that roll of toilet paper and I could light it on fire and throw it into <laughs> someone's fucking home. And it's no longer a good thing. It's been abused. It's been used wrong. Yeah. Well, sex is no different. You know, it's the, it, it, it is a good thing that sure could be used in a negative connotation or it could be used in a way that's not, doesn't feel good. Um, but it, that doesn't equate it to like, well, we, we might as well ban it like, yeah. outright. That's fucking crazy. Well, I think um, talking about it more actually helps have less use of it in a negative way and helps have more use of it in a positive way. That's right. Because when yeah. something becomes a forbidden fruit, when something becomes taboo, it makes people want to experience it that much more. They're like, what is it? What is it about that? And then they go into it without proper education. They go into it without proper knowledge. And you're more likely to do things like unwanted pregnancies, disease, mm -hmm. and everything else, because rather than being thoroughly discussed, rather than being educated, you stumble your way into something. I know, you know, I'm 66, but when I had my sexual awakening, I had no fucking clue what I was doing, what it was really all about. All I knew is I love that feeling. You know, I love <laughs> yeah. that feeling of orgasming. I want to have as many of those as possible. Mm -hmm. And I, I would hope that sometime in the remaining years I have left, which are dwindling down, we get to a point where it becomes very common for teens uh, before their first sexual experience to be educated and comfortable and understand disease prevention and pregnancy prevention and not hope that they stumble onto it. Absolutely. We're still here. We're just, uh, my camera died. So Jeremy's taking care of that there for us. Okay. But, uh, um, I want to hear, uh, before we wrap up. So we, we spoke three years ago. We've, we've already touched on the delay spray. That was a, the sort of founding product mm -hmm. of promescent. What, what has changed in the, what's, what's new in the last three years with promescent? What are you folks working on? What is going to be, what are we going to see? What are we going to see out there in the, in the game changing world of, of Promescent? What's changed in the last uh, three years, three and a half years since we were on your uh, uh, podcast is we now have our own line of proprietary vibrators. We put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of work into that. And they're very successful. They are, <coughs> they are uh, high end. They're not, we, with our company, we've never tried to be the cheapest. We've never tried to go, oh, buy us because of price. We mm -hmm. believe that this is a part of life that's very important. We want quality. We want, you know, to go that extra mile to make sure our products last and are really significant. Our vibrators are really solid. We have delay wipes, which they're not quite the same efficacy as the delay spray, but they're good. And people love the portability. We always say delay spray on the nightstand and delay wipes. You're going to a club that evening. You don't want to carry a little bottle with you. So you have this little delay wipe that fits in oh, nice. your pocket or your fits in your wallet, for God's sakes. You know, so those are really positive. Vitaflux, which we just introduced the last time we're on the show, was a brand new product that is really 
it, it's our fastest growing product outside of delay spray now. So it's a, a nitric oxide supplement, L-carnitine, L-citrulline, and L-arginine, three amino acids along with zinc and magnesium. What nitric oxide products do, they promote blood flow. So okay. they has benefits even outside of sex, plus some sexual benefits. So what it does is it lowers your blood pressure. Every time you raise blood flow, you obviously expand your arteries and your veins, blow some plaque out, that kind of stuff. But it also goes to your genitals, which gives you better arousal. Also, okay. every single vein and artery in your body is covered by an epithelial layer. And what that is, the epithelial layer, it's when you're young, it's very supple. It allows the absorption of hormones and vitamins and nutrients, but blocks out viruses and bacteria. When men and women reach their mid-30s to late-30s, what happens is that epithelial layer hardens. When it hardens, it gets better at keeping bad stuff out. So it's great at now keeping out virus and bacteria. Unfortunately, it also gets good at keeping good stuff out. So you start losing hormones, vitamins, and minerals. So for men and women both, you gain body fat and you lose lean muscle when your hormonal level goes down. For women, it also leads to vaginal dryness when your hormones are down. That's why a lot of women go, I don't lubricate like I used to. It's because of that hardening. So that product is rapidly growing among both men and women. It actually helps you with workout, helps you with recovery from workout because the way you recover from stress or workouts is to get oxygenated blood into that area. And so it increases blood flow. So that's been a phenomenal product. We now have a female arousal gel that it's a warming gel. And it is, we also have a buzzing gel. The buzzing gel is a little more intense. We sell probably 75% of the arousal gel we sell is warming because women love anything warm, again, brings blood flow. Anything warm brings a tingling, which heightens the sexual sensations. The buzzing gel is much more intense. We find that women who like the buzzing gel have a hooded clitoris or maybe not quite the stimulus that they need. But women who have normal anatomy sometimes will use the buzzing gel and go, whoa, 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 that's a little too intense. So we have these female arousal gels, which are both extremely effective and work really well. We develop these uh, before and after wipes. They're little prepackaged, individually packaged little wipes that you carry with Hell you. Yeah. And you know, you're out at a club, you end up home with someone, you go, wait, I need to freshen up a little bit down there before we go. Or afterwards, you're like, I need to clean up. Those have been phenomenally successful because everyone that had them before, there was like this giant, like plastic tub where you pull one out, the next one coming. You can't go to a club carrying a thing. You know what I mean? So the fact they're individually white is really, really good. So We've really expanded the product line. You know, we mm. we have some female libido boosters. We have testosterone supplements. These are all herbal supplements. So we put them through rigorous testing. We had our doctors review them, and they have efficacy. They're good. So, and when sometimes people say to me, "Oh my God, you're a genius! You put this product on your side." I go, "No, I'm not." I talk to my customers. I always am talking to them, setting out what else would you like to see us have. They go, "Well, you know, how about this?" And sometimes people ask me, "How many more products are you going to introduce this year?" It's the honest answer that I give them. I say somewhere between zero and 10. They're like, what kind of an answer is that? I said, here's why I say that. Every time we introduce a new product, the first 100 people that buy it, we send them an email. Say, hey, we're really glad that you ordered the, you know, Vitaflux. We're glad you ordered the, uh, 
you lose. We're glad you ordered, you know, whatever. What gave you the confidence? That's an area we hadn't been in before. It was like the same person wrote every email with just a little bit different wording. It was like, if it's on this site, we know it's top quality. We know you stand behind it 100%. Mm. So I'm not stupid. I went, oh, that has value, okay, that all these people on our site, they're sexually active. We put something on the site, they will buy it because they trust us. So I tell people, because we get pitched all the time. So I, I developed this product, but I really don't have the wherewithal to build a company. Would you like to be our selling arm? And they'll go, there's a huge demand. And so we evaluate it. I'll call back and go, that's really not, the efficacy's not there. The thing like, you know, it's, eh. and they'll go, yeah, but you can sell a million of them. I go, my goal is to sell a million of anything and then turn off a certain part of our customers. They're just like everyone else. They sling shit and hope it sells. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've grown every year. We are literally stair-stepping. Every year is better than the year before. We're profitable. We're paying dividends to our shareholders. We're successful. The way we've done that is we have trust. People look at us differently. This isn't a typical company. I say this, and I say this with 100% conviction. There's so many sites now that you go to, you order product, and you don't realize it. There's a little box that in fine print on the bottom, this is continuity, you know, and you're going to get it every month unless you uncheck this box. We go the other direction. Literally, if you want to buy our products either on a monthly, every other month, or quarterly, or twice a year, whatever, it'll say, would you like to put this on continuity? And if you check yes, it'll say, you've now checked a continuity box. Are you sure you want this on continuity? Then it'll say, do you want it every month, every other month, every quarter, twice a year? And then when you check, it'll say, you've now checked this. Do you want to have this? And then when you check out, it says, 14 days before your next shipment, you will get an email saying, do you still want this on the time? If you haven't responded, seven days, you get the email. If you haven't responded, three I want to be the guy that unless you specifically want it, you'll never get it. Everyone's had that experience. You order vitamins yeah. and then you go, what the fuck? Where, where'd these come from? Oh, you didn't uncheck the box. You know, my feeling is, and that's the way I'm going to continue to run my company is I don't have to force anything on anyone. I don't want to trick anyone to getting more product than they need and have to return it and ship it back and forth. We believe in our products. They have a full 60 day money back guarantee on everything we sell and we want to make sure that people are comfortable. We've recently expanded into full distribution for our delay spray at Walmart. We're in Target nationwide. We're in, I just hired a brand new vice president of sales. He just started this past Monday. We'll soon be in probably every major retailer in the U.S. We, oh. By the time this airs, we'll probably be available on uh, uh, Amazon Canada. So we're expanding. Oh, cool. Our business in Canada is insane. And we're we're horny. Oh, I tell people it must be the cold weather or something. People are indoors. I swear to God, (laughs) I think 14% of our business is Canadian. Okay. And our business is substantial and we've never marketed to Canada. We've never specifically, you know what I mean? But so much of the media, it's, it's all North America. You know, Canadians are listening to our stuff. We're listening to their stuff. So it seeps into that subconscious and people are like, wait, let me try that, you know? And, and these are people like ordering on the site and just having it shipped. So we're actually investigating now with health Canada of getting approved so we can be in stores in Canada, you know, that type of thing. So we're expanding rapidly. I have a brand new, I just got an acceptance from a new VP of marketing, very high level female that is, unbelievably qualified one of the strongest people i've ever interviewed and uh i can't tell you how excited i am because 
we have a lot of women's products now, and there's a lot of growth in that area that we haven't really touched on yet. And so we're really excited about that. So the future for us is very bright on all fronts. You know, we're expanding our footprint into more retail locations. Because of the nature of the product, there's a certain amount of our customers that don't want it coming in their prime Amazon mm. thing. They don't want even us shipping it to it. Hey, Dad, your permission came while you're working. You know, like, oh, whoa. Even though the box is totally discreet, it just says APLLC. People mm -hmm. open it. It comes in. Hey, what is that? You know, mm -hmm. and if you have roommates and you're single, you don't want to go, hey, your sexual aids came in the mail today. I call it the <laughs> chain of custody. A lot of people want to walk in to a store, buy it, put it in their pocket, go home and mm -hmm. put it in the back of their underwear drawer or whatever, where hopefully no one else will see it except them. That kind of a thing. So... We were pretty much a two-legged stool. We were on Amazon. Our website was cranking. And we're now really gearing up at retail. We're in 6,000 stores, 2,000 uh, Target, 4,000 Walmart. But our goal is by the end of next year to be in 20,000 doors and to make it available. And it's funny because you go into Target and we talk about how puritanical things are to a certain extent. We first got in this business. When you went down in Target, there was no such thing as sexual wellness. And I remember the first thing they put in were condoms and lubes about 10 years, 12 years ago. You go down an aisle in Target right now, I swear to God, I was there yesterday because we have brand new packaging and I was seeing if it was out in the storage yet. There were 23 vibrators, different vibe in Target. There was probably 15, 18 different lubes. There were gels or the sexual wellness space and it's funny because it was so puritanical to the, to, until they went, there's a lot of money to be made here. No matter yeah. what, money overrides it. When someone goes, well, these are my beliefs, but they're, they're prohibiting for me making a lot of cash. All of a sudden, their beliefs aren't quite as stringent when it comes to <laughs> making money. And so at the end of the day, as this awareness expands and people realize how much demand there is in the associated revenues, I think that's what's eventually going to drive and open up this dialogue, not because people are doing the right thing and not because they had this epiphany and they went, wait, this is crazy to you know deny people this. It's going to be dollars that drive this. And that's unfortunate that people wouldn't do the right thing for the right reason. It's going to be a financial motive that drives it. Yeah, I, uh, I would love to see sexual wellness on the banner of that aisle in yeah. our Shoppers Drug Mart. I'm pretty sure it still says... Family planning. Says family planning. Conference. I was there yesterday, I promise you. And I thought the same thing. Family planning, a lot of these products have nothing to do with family planning. In fact, some of them have to do with not having a family. You know what I mean? Exactly. Some of these are, you know, and it's crazy. Now, I don't know what the you know, what the things are happening there, but because of the Supreme Court here, it's taking this fucking crazy swing to the far right and banning Roe versus Wade. Half of that aisle now is the morning after pill, you know, and that's the fastest growing area in sexual wellness right now is plan B, the morning after pill, because people now realize I can't get an abortion. I have to travel to another state to get an abortion. And that to someone like myself, to see us go backwards and to be eliminating Roe versus Wade and putting restrictions on a woman's right to do what she wants to her own body. And make no mistake about it, when that ruling came down and Clarence Thomas said, next up is, you know, uh, same-sex marriage and this, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, mm. are we going back to the 1600s? I'm like, instead of going forward, we're going backwards. And 
I make no bones about it. I've said to people, I have a son who I adore who's getting ready to start a family. He got married last August. If it wasn't for him during the pandemic and right before the 2020 election, before depending on how it came out, I was literally looking at Vancouver, BC. I was going, you know, that might not be an option. I love hockey. I love Canadians. You know what I mean? I've all, and I, I, everything about it, I really love, but I couldn't go to an area that was like Montreal's heavy winter. I mean, I've been, mm-hmm. I've been gone from Pittsburgh for 40 years now. I don't ever want to experience freezing temperatures for like three, four months in a row, but there are certain <laughs> parts of Canada. And one of my other ones on my list was Portugal that I was entertaining, you know? Oh yeah. I've been there and I freaking love Portugal. I swear to God. One of, one of the best places I've ever yeah, been. Absolutely. It's without a doubt. Just fucking stunning. Yeah. And, and I was like, I don't want to lose access at least on a weekly basis to my son and my, yeah. hopefully my grandchildren in the near term. Yeah, absolutely. That's well, some family planning right there. Yeah. Jeff, uh, man, I'm telling you this, it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. And, and I, you know, I don't want to take credit, but the 14% uh, in Canada up here, you know, I, I would say maybe probably at least 13% <laughs> of that probably came from our recording. I love I mean, that. Let's, let's see around, a similar so. boost. You know, <laughs> the one thing I will tell you, and I always say this to people, because <laughs> people go, where can I get your product? I go, you can get it on Amazon, you can get it on our website, you can get it at Target, you can get it here, you can get it there. But what I tell people is, go to our website and educate yourself. I received a lot of credit or a lot of criticism early on that I was always our website constantly enhancing it. There's instructional videos, there's clinical trials, there's all these different educational things. And people go, oh, when you have a website, it's supposed to say buy now, and if someone goes to navigate away. Don't leave. Here's 15, 20 percent. Mm. They go, are you trying to educate people? Is this a university site or are you selling product? I said, let me tell you something. It's my firm belief that the more information you have, the more educated you are, the more it leads to you buying our products and more importantly, using them correctly. OK, yeah. I don't want to sell one product to a bunch of different people who are dissatisfied. So go to our website, even if you're going to get it on Amazon, even if you're going to whatever, go to promescent.com. And educate yourself. Make sure you're buying the right product for the right reason. And more importantly, make sure you're using it correctly. Make sure you're dosing it correctly so that you get the best results. After that, I don't care where you get it, but make sure you're buying the right product for the right reason. Mm. I don't want to have a bunch of sales just to have sales and people go, that didn't work for me. Because either they were buying the wrong product, not using it correctly, educate yourself, buy the right product for the right reason and use it correctly. We're very confident if you do that, that 90% of people that buy the product will have a satisfactory experience. And that's what we want. We want repeat customers. We want people that come back because they go, this works. And there is a value to my improving the quality of my life. And yeah, again, folks, uh, promescent.com, you can find the link in the show notes. And I want to say just like, just to be quite, you know, just to be frank here, like this is this this recording was this is not you know this is not a like paid uh, uh, like partnership here. Like we 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 have uh, we've used I've used this product and mm-hmm. uh, you know I've I've used a couple of the Promescent products and I think they're great and and so you know that's one of the reasons why we were so gung ho for this recording. But I the, appreciate the, the, that, the, and that's the, how we are. We want. Yeah, I've been in situations where someone will say, "Oh, we want you to come on the show. Here's the date," and I'll go. You haven't even asked about the products. You haven't wanted to try them. I go, wait, what? I'm not, I'm kind of confused. Don't you want to have an idea what you're talking about? And it's very apparent to me who's engaged. You know, they know the subject and they really and truly have tried the products and they're trying to help their audience. 
We do best with podcasts like this that may not have 10 million followers, but the followers that you have go, we're engaged. We trust these people. They really and truly are trying to educate. That's where we do best. And we really appreciate this platform. We really appreciate this opportunity. And I'm going to make sure Chris, by the end of the day, has a little uh, package on its way to you with (laughs) refreshing the products you already tried, but more importantly, giving you some new ones to try as well. And we, we we appreciate this. And I I can't tell you, this has been so essential in our growth that platforms just like this, because if we do a banner roll or we do one of these things where it's like, you know, a a 10 second read, it just sounds like everyone else until someone goes, wait a second. You have the president of the Sexual Medicine Society of North America on your advisory board. You have the president of the internet. Whoa, 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 what's that? And they understand that's not the same as a Getty stock photo of an actor in a lab coat (laughs) and they put on their doctor recommended. One final note, you'll find this hilarious. So there was one of our competitors and they had this thing, a doctor raving about, you know, their, their delay spray. And I look at his coat and I'm like, I don't recognize that name. You know, what urology clinics he's with. So I do a Google search. You're not going to believe this. I find the exact picture. I look up the name and everything. And you know how you go under images when you do a Google search? I go, there's the picture. That's a dude right there. He was, are you ready for this? A dermatologist in Romania. (laughs) I'm like, a Romanian dermatologist? What does that have to do with They just wanted to, they obviously said, hey, we'll give you 500 bucks if we can put your picture. You know what I mean? And he had a lab coat. You can see Dr. Ernesto such and such. You know what I mean? I was like, oh my God. I go, what kind of a cosmic hellhole have I fallen into where a company is telling you to use their, you know, male delay product and it's being recommended by a dermatologist from Romania. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, I, there's sleazy and there's beyond that. Okay. There, that's yeah. just absurd. Four out of five dermatologists. <laughs> yeah. Five, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, again, Jeff, you're, you're an absolute delight to chat to, and uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on at some point in the future because uh, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, you're just, you're just a, a lovely, lovely human. I, we love your story and, uh, and we're fans of, of Promescent and, uh, just thanks for thanks for taking time in your schedule to sit down and shoot the shit. With Anytime, us anything insight. you guys need, let me know. I can't tell you how much I appreciate the opportunity. This is our lifeblood mm-hmm. to connect thank with you, people. Jeff. Thank yeah, you very thank you much. So much. This has been so fun. Absolutely. All right, there we have it, folks. Hope you enjoyed that conversation that we just had. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the podcast further, you can do that by leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can simply rate the podcast on the Spotify mobile app. And uh, if you want to uh, support the podcast even further than that, which you can. Wow. You can You're go to, so kind and thoughtful and so generous. Thoughtful, so generous. Go to patreon.com slash turn me on. Uh, to become a patron and help us uh, keep this podcast afloat. Well, if you want to reach out to us, turnmeonpodcast at gmail.com is always open for all of your messages. That's the best way to get in touch. If you have a question for us, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you have a recommendation for a guest on the show, or if you just want to send us a little love note, uh, email money transfer, uh, all of that. Sex toy. <laughs> you know, we're, we're our email inbox is open to you. That is it for this week. Until next week. Why do you go touch yourself? Mm-hmm.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.